What's up, world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real, and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get digging. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Dig on Doug podcast. It is your boy, Doug. We're going to dive deep into post-NFL draft talk. Looking forward towards the season. I know we're in a whole quarantine and everything, but keep my mind you know focus on on the, on the season happening probably gonna happen without fans one of the funny things i was talking to somebody about the other day is if they do happen without fans and somebody's doing a lambo leap without fans is that actually a lambo leap so that'd be something we'll get so um what am i digging on this episode man i have two of my friends here i have uh josh and i have chris here and we're just gonna be talking about the post nfl draft what did our teams do um, what are we going into? What are, what are we looking at? And so hope you really enjoy this episode and give you something to just think about in the sense of uh, this episode. I know my nephew's going to be listening to this. So Tyler, shout out to you. Hopefully we get you on the episode sometime soon. So what's up, Josh? What's up, Chris? Yep, what's up, man? I'm super excited to have you all here. So um, most of my fans know, most of the listeners know that I am an Eagles fan and, you know, fly, Eagles, fly. Um, part of that story has come from um, growing up a Niner fan, but then switching switching my colors because everybody was Niner fans in the Bay Area or the Raider fans, and so I wanted to pick um, something different, and that's how my allegiances and everything came. But we're in the Bay Area. Um, one of my friends, probably the person that goes back to me uh, the furthest as far as history with school is Josh. Um, we go all the way back to fourth grade at Dan Mini, uh, go Bears. <laughs> um, man. Yes, sir so many times ago but josh is a, a packers fan in the bay area so that is a very interesting relationship uh and josh just goes ahead and tell us about being a packer fan and being a packer fan in the bay area at the beginning it was cool but lately it's, it's not been so good so you know <laughs> so kaepernick destroying us and then you know what i'm saying the last <laughs> this this past year niners just destroying us again so yeah, it hasn't been good since the Brett Favre days really mm. So and then Chris has been here before. Uh, Chris is a Niner fan. Um, yeah, we did it. You listen to the post uh, <laughs> season uh, episode for oh. Chris, uh, his main and my glory in, in being excited for Andy Reid and everything for the Chiefs. And so before we get into everything, um, just going to let you know, this is not one of those episodes about talking about the draft where we're giving out grades. I believe giving out grades for drafts is whack. <laughs> like, that is just the dumbest thing yes. to me ever. It makes it, it makes no sense. Like, how are you gonna grade somebody about you gotta do like three years? Like yeah. three years. Like at least when you go to a job, you get a 90-day probation period. They gotta see if they like you or not. Right. That that'd be like that'd be like walking into college and then them handing you your GPA already. Yeah. It's like, right. <laughs> it's like oh welcome. Okay, you're a 2.5, you're a 2.0. Oh, you look like a 4.0. Yeah. So like it just it just never makes sense to me in the sense um of of drafts and everything of grades. So I, I don't I don't understand. I know they need something to do, especially in this moment right now, because they're like, we don't have sports. Everybody give somebody a grade. I'm like crazy. So um Josh, I'm gonna let you go first, uh, as you have one of the most interesting um drafts. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this on Zoom, by the way, and Josh is just shaking his head about like yeah, for the last yeah. like thirty seconds. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, go ahead and tell us about those Packers. Trash, man. No, nah, <laughs> I mean we was thirteen and three, one game from the Super Bowl, but from this past draft, you know what I'm saying? Like I thought we was gonna get a, some help for Rodgers, but didn't look like it don't look like it. We got what Funches from the. Uh, where he's from, he's from the, he's yeah, from the but he he led the uh, the league in drop percentage whenever his last uh, his last uh, full year. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, our defense stepped up a little bit, but as you see, the last game we played, that run defense got got torched. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't name Mozart? Yeah, Mostert. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Mostert. He just man. My boy still running. He did another Kaepernick 2.0, you know what I mean? Yeah. Broke, broke another record. So, I mean, I think I don't think we're the best team in our division no more. I think the Vikings probably took that looking at the draft for next mm-hmm. – on paper, they're the best, the best team. So, But, you know, that don't mean nothing right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not the same anymore. So that's why I thought he 
We should have got some help. Mm-hmm. Those two uh, collarbone injuries just messed them up. He ain't got so the same accuracy. And, so, I mean, we ain't the worst team, but we definitely ain't the best team no more. And the gap has closed in the division. So, yeah, so y'all, so. Took a, y'all took A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, a running back in the second round. And then you took a tight end out of Cincinnati. Some of these names I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, just letting you know yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know nobody. Then you took a linebacker out of Minnesota uh, in the fifth. You took John Runyon. Shout out to uh, old school Eagle. uh, I think that's our best pick. The Uh, offensive line right there. Yeah, in the sixth round from Michigan. So a local, in a sense, local kid. Then you took another. You took a center from Oregon. And then a guard. Oh, so y'all just went off of the line. Y'all was like, okay, we're going to protect him at least. (laughs) And then you took a safety... And then a linebacker. Oh, you got a linebacker from Miami, uh, Jonathan uh, Garvin. That's a good linebacker. I, I'm a, I'm a, Miami's my squad, so I definitely know that. Um, yeah, one skill position, though. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, they're trying to switch it to a run first. Trying to smash mouth game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see, but, I mean, you still got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's what you would think. We only got Devontae Adams right now, so. Right. How 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 did that Jordan how did that Jordan Love pick hit you? Like, were you watching? Man, like, did you hear about it the next day? Did you get the alert on your phone? I got it on my phone. Basically, I was was I getting ready for work or something? Then, you know what I mean. It just came over the phone. Oh, I saw it was QB. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I said, this can't be it. You know what I'm saying? This can't be quarterback. Cause I don't watch college like that. So I was yeah. like, nah, this can't yeah. be real. Right. So now was, everything is popping up. Mm-hmm. Now I was re- I was reading something because um, the Niners took a wide receiver at twenty five right before the Packers, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and they were saying that the thing I was reading was that Green Bay was uh, looking at picking him up, and the Niners wanted him bad enough that they traded up to just in front of Green Bay to the, in front of the Packers to pick him up, and when. Ayuk went, the Packers started scrambling because they didn't know who they were going to pick because they didn't want any of the other wide receivers after him. And so they were like, ah, ah, ah. And that's sort of how the Jordan Love pick ended up happening. That was a Chris Sorry, I think. I heard that too. But I'm saying we could have picked somebody on defense, a defensive player, because you see how the defense got ran through. So I was like, at mm-hmm. least pick. I mean, it's just if you're going to trade it up to get a quarterback, come on, you could have traded it up to get a wide receiver if you wanted to do that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have somebody, you know what I mean? Like a quarterback, like in a few, that's like what three years or four years from now because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers got three or four years left, right? So it's just, I mean, we won game from the Super Bowl, you could at least, at least through the free agency mm-hmm. or something, yeah. or something right. on defense, yeah. And but, I can't, I mean, even... that window is closed, yeah. And I can, yeah, I can't Ooh, imagine the them letting it for next year, yeah. That's a, yeah, I can't imagine a first-round quarterback sitting there for three or four years to let Aaron Rodgers play out the rest of his career first. Right. Yeah, but you're going to flip Aaron Rodgers for somebody? I don't know about that either. Well, yeah, his, he got a lot of dead money, so I don't think nobody's going to take him unless, I mean, unless they would. Well, it don't matter because we're going to have a lot of dead money on our caps. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wouldn't be smart on our – but I want them to trade him. He deserves mm-hmm. – he sabotaged his whole career, so – yeah. You know what I mean? Chris, you said we haven't seen this before, but we have seen this before in the same city on the same team. So Yeah, but n- not not for three or four years. I mean, they how, how long did the Brett Aaron Rodgers back up Brett Favre for? What, like two? Two. I think yeah, he started his the third year. But mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers failed to us and Aaron Rodgers was a top like five talent. Like he could have been yeah. number one if Niners didn't pick him. He should have been number one. Oh god. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine what Aaron Rodgers, if he was a Niner, what his career would have been like with all the uh, turmoil that was happening with the Niners then. I mean, Alex Smith never got a fair shake until uh, Hardball came around. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely wild. And, and no, no, no pun intended, but I would have loved for the Packers to jump up and would have got C.D. Lamb instead of Dallas, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll leave that for later um, down the road. I mean, I, I never want to see those guys get anything, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Um, so, Chris, uh, you're Niners. Um, how yes. did you feel about their draft? 
Well, seeing as they went in with not a lot of picks to begin with, I'm very happy with how things turned out, uh, especially since they didn't really make any big splashes in free agency either. So it was a lot of, uh, you know, shoring things up and tightening everything up. So I think they, they did good with what they came up, came with, I think. Um, I probably would have liked a little bit more help in the secondary, but um, I think re-signing Jimmy Ward probably took that uh, onus away because the expectation was Jimmy Ward was going to be uh, too expensive to keep, but trading Buckner helped there. So, yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy where it is. I'm, I'm excited to see where the wide, rec- where the right wide receiving group is going to look like now. Um, Cause we still got, you know, quite a few people from last year. It's going to be young. It's going to be real young. So it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um, if a lot of Kittle's going to get double teamed a lot to, force uh george kittle is going to be double teamed a lot or a lot of uh coverage is going to be shaded his way so that um to make jimmy and the wide receivers prove themselves next year with such a young group so yeah see it's gonna it's gonna be i'm really interested to see how you all develop one um you still may need a quarterback uh just throw that out there get out of here need a quarterback (laughs) Look, Get the I, hell out of here. I, I ain't never seen a quarterback throw a ball with his eyes closed. Okay. <laughs> yes, say Well, that, that same quarterback also shot put it a ball. So, yes, there's it's a little rough around the edges sometimes. And, you know, Jimmy's going to throw into some windows and coverage where you're just like, why? Why? But, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, to say we need to replace him is foolhardy. Uh, Josh, you was going to say something? No, I mean, I need – who's uh, y'all backup? Uh, Nick Mullins still, I think. Oh, Mullins. Okay, okay. Yeah, so there, there's, some, there's some pieces back there too. I mean, it's, you know, it's not hot. It's, you know, it's, it's not a first-round pick situation, but, you know, if something were to happen to Jimmy G. Uh, okay, I remember Mullins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shanahan has done some work with, with quarterbacks. I mean, that's, that's proven and everything. Right. Right. Um, Plus, even I mean, the the biggest move the Niners made during the draft wasn't even a draft pick. They picked up Trent Richard, um, Trent Williams, Trent Richards, Trent Williams. I'm gonna say y'all dug in the bag for Trent uh, Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it was a, right. a a third and a fifth, a third this year and a fifth next year, which is a steal. Yeah, it's a steal, yeah, yeah. because there, I think last year at the trade deadline they were saying um, he was pe- he was. He was go. He could have gone for a first, and the Redskins didn't move him. Well, Washington uh, doesn't know how to trade, so I mean that's you know, yes. that's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, um, so, so we get to my squad. Fly Eagles, fly. You <laughs> right. know, take care um, of Marquise Goodwin, please. Oh, we we will know how to actually utilize him. <laughs> um, don't don't worry about it. Um, stay yeah, I got to stay healthy. But, I mean, we got a whole stable of wide receivers now. So, I mean, hopefully we won't have the same problem we had last year. Um, but, I mean, I I liked what we did for the most part. Um, again, like we talked about at the beginning, you don't really know until everybody gets on the field. Mm-hmm. So, there's always that aspect. But going receiver, um, I understand. A lot of people are in shock of, like, they didn't get uh, Justin Jefferson because he was right there. He went right after um, Jalen Rager, who we got from TCU. Um, but I, I see why, like that shiftiness, and then especially for him to be able to learn from Deshaun in mm-hmm. that nature and everything, like to maybe take the, the reins of that next tier, um, being able to do those bubble screens and everything could definitely be um, a huge aspect in that. So I do get that. Now, the big shocker part, the big shocker, like the thing that had everybody up in arms in the draft and everything, Jalen Hurts, the, the second Hurts. round pick. And I'm not going to lie, I was like super baffled by that pick. I was like, like face scrunched up and everything. And I'm like, like, why? Like, why? And I called my uncle. I'm talking to him. He's a Steelers fan. And he's older gentleman. And he gave me the game and the insight and everything. And was like, he's like, this is what your franchise does. Like they, they draft quarterbacks. They, they do this. So, and then I had to really think about it. Even when Andy Reid was there, Andy Reid would get other quarterbacks, train them up and then trade them or keep them. Like we had Jeff Garcia. He was trying to get Alex Smith at the time. We had Michael Vick. We had Donovan McNabb. We had Kevin Cobb and flipped him. Um, A.J. Feely got flipped for like a second-round pick back in the day. So, I mean, it's always there. But the part that really stuck out to me 
and I've been listening to people talk about this on all the sports platforms and everything about the Jalen Hurts pick, but they nobody's touched this part. And this is what I really um, think is part of the reason why they did this. The NFL is about to go to a longer season. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you, you're going to more than likely probably start resting players and you're going to rest your quarterback or you want to really be able to have that more secure. Even with the, the uh, Packers thing, I could see this being one of the reasons why um, you want to get you a more solid court, uh, backup quarterback. I never understood in the NFL why you never had solid backup quarterbacks. Um, I was just listening to uh, uh, something on YouTube today and De- they said Dion was talking about why quarterbacks are the only position where it seems like you don't want to put competition behind them. Any other position, you'll say, oh, we need competition, we need competition, we need competition, and you don't care. Like, you could have a Dion, and you'll still bring in, like, somebody else who's a top-tier cornerback or something. But quarterback is always left out of that. And so really being able to see – I mean, you saw it with us, with Nick Foles. Like, Nick Foles came in and then did the thing and got us to the Super Bowl and, and led us there. But without Carson Wentz being there, that, that first half, we don't get the first round uh, by, and we don't get the number one overall pick. I mean – in that NFC championship game, we were still underdogs at home against Minnesota and the week before with um, the Falcons. So it's, it's that real understanding of having a solid number two um, to be able to do that. But like I said, especially with the way that the NFL and everything is going to go start going forward, longer season, and then only one team gets a bye now. So like it's really – you're really going to have to have some kind of relief if your quarterback goes down or being able to just like spell your quarterback, honestly. And I mean, yes, Carson has had a history of injuries and everything has only completed two full seasons so far, but it's still, I think it's just a longevity thing. Cause look at uh, the Raiders, the Raiders have Derek Carr still and Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Cowboys. The Saints. Yeah. The, oh, Saints. the Saints. Yeah. The Saints got Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys just signed Andy Dalton to back yeah. up a uh, Dak if they keep Dak. Mm-hmm. So it's really understanding that you need a solid number two. And I'm actually excited. And I've always preached this. I'm like, why are you never building up your number two quarterback? Like, you should be able to have a strong, solid quarterback. I mean, we had Vic and Donovan at one time mm-hmm. on the same team. And so it's really understanding to be able to have that depth. And then we went defense and we got, we got a, but the thing that the Eagles, I think really emphasized in this draft was speed at wide receiver. Like we got basically gazelles. Like they're up here talking about the Jalen Rager guy has a faster end game speed than uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm. So to be able to have speed and everything like that is going to be super crazy, but I'm not going to get overhyped or anything about it until I see everything come on the field. But it's, it's super, super interesting to see. And I'm glad they finally got linebackers. The biggest thing I'm, historically with my team the thing that i'm upset about is we don't get linebackers we ain't had like a solid solid like i'm proud of linebacker since jeremiah trotter and so i've been what i like when there was talks that all the wide receivers might be gone before our pick i was like oh well let's get one of the, the linebackers either queen or murray i was like Let, let's get one of those guys because we haven't had a solid like oh my god i'm afraid of him linebackers since forever like both of your franchise have had them you've had <laughs> i mean if i could have had patrick willis in philly oh i would have loved that <laughs> bowman or, and willis yeah bowman and willis and then you also had a uh, brooks and then you had brooks on the outside and I'm then, not I mean, brooks, yeah the I mean, we got a good we got a good group right now too so yeah and then the packers then had clay matthews and AJ they, got, Hawk. they got both of the smiths right now and i'm like man yeah. I, want some, I want some linebackers to be like excited about and so yeah. And that's my takeaway from like as far as our draft and everything. And so it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, but it felt good to have sports back. And how did just the draft, if you watched it or if you didn't watch it, how did it feel to have sports back in a, in a sense? Like, well, I mean, it was cool. Like, it was cool. Like, like um, I kept track track of it on my phone after. Mm-hmm. I think I only saw it live from the first pick to like the tenth pick, and then I had to go to work. But just oh, even yeah. though it was, you know, it was like just Roger, Roger Goodell with the people in the background on the TV. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just just the fact that, hey man, this we might have a season, and just I don't know, it was, it was cool, man, just to have something to talk about and 
even though it didn't go the way I wanted to, but it's just, hey, you got something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was definitely nice to get, like, ESPN notifications or because I, I, I don't watch the draft. I tried once, I think, in high school or something, <coughs> um, and realizing that I have no interest in college sports at all, really, like, I have no interest. I don't watch the NCAA sports at any level, so – I don't know what's going on. I'm just, so I'm just sitting there waiting for like the 49ers pick or, you know, whichever pick to, you know, if it's an NBA draft waiting for the Warriors pick to come up. And after that, I'm like, before that, after that, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Um, Go straight to so YouTube. just to see. Yeah. Just, yeah. Literally straight to YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, but it was still, it was nice to see um, like getting those notifications on my phone where it's like, you know, actual things that are happening, like 49ers picked, um, what's his face, uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw at, um, you know, number 14 or whatever. It was nice mm-hmm. to see those kind of things pop up because, yeah, like like Josh was saying, that, like, it's actual sports and actual something to talk about and something to look forward to and actually be able to project forward to next season whenever next season is because it's better than every ESPN or Bleacher Report or SI notification I get is, like, talking about like the analysis shows where they're like analyzing some like random like fact or like promotion for the Michael Jordan documentary, which I heard is amazing, but I'm still, I I don't actually have that big an interest in or like, yeah, or like, you know, just picking some random fact or whatnot, or just the sports, you know, media platforms trying to push out content of some kind to, you know, fill their quota and to make sure that their people are still engaged. But at some point they're, diving way too deep into the minutia of it and you know it's just not that interesting at some point so it's that was nice to see some you know something new something that's actually related to you know something that's on the field even though obviously this isn't you know actual you know you know footballs being thrown or pads slamming into each other but it's still something to talk about yeah yeah and and, and, and i mean in that i mean the, the nfl draft is the best draft of like all the sports i mean it's the one that's and and I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be because NCAA football is like the biggest. But I mean, NCAA basketball is huge, but I'll, it just doesn't give the same pop. And and I mean, I still believe football is America's North America and I won't say the world, but North America for sure, uh, number one sport. But it just pops way different than the other sports. And and you get excited, and it's like then the trades come, and then like even for us, like. Uh, we traded with the Cowboys for the first time in like 10 years. And like mm-hmm. even our GM is like, yeah, it's always hard to trade with them. He's like, yeah, I think he's only said, <laughs> I think he's only done it twice in his time since he's been uh, with Philly in that position and everything. But it's just a, it's a, it's just a different opportunity. It's a different venom um, in the sense of being able to talk smack, like with people who are, who are on, uh, t- fans of other teams and everything. Um, for me, it's huge. I'm, I won't say huge. Like I don't like watch every second of it, but I do watch college football. Like I love college football, so I know a lot of these players. I've seen, uh, for the most part, some of them play and everything. Um, and it's and it's always wild um, in that sense. So it's always it's always a fun and interesting thing in that level. And so um, transitioning, uh, looking looking at the draft and everything. Was there any huge shockers outside of Jordan Love? <laughs> um, that that you heard of or that you took away, um, anything that you were just like, oh wow, or like a WTF moment, um, anything that really stuck out to you. I mean, other than Jalen Hurts going to the Eagles, too. Yeah, other, don't other, don't, other don't than... gloss over that, Doug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't pre- don't pretend like Jordan Love was the only shocking quarterback pick. Hey, yeah, I mean, true. I mean, if if you want to touch on that, Chris, touch on it. That was a shocker to you. But go ahead. No, I completely forgot that Jordan. Uh, not Jordan. I completely forgot that Jalen Hurts was a quarterback for a second. Because then, literally, every analysis I read of it was just like, "Oh, they're going to use Jalen Hurts as like, you know, they're going to do use Jalen Hurts all over the place. They're going to use him as a wide receiver. They're going to use him as like a gadget player or whatnot." And so, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, look, the Eagles picked up another like offensive weapon. Like, you know, just you know, an undefined offensive weapon." And then was afterwards, I'm looking like, "Oh shoot, he was a quarterback from 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 Alabama." Oh, yeah I was like oh he was that guy so yeah so I think yeah that one was definitely a shocker um yeah I don't know I think 
Yeah, no, I think that those are probably just the some of the quarterbacks that we're taking was the most shocking thing to me. I'm tra- I'm trying not to go with the Trent Williams trade because you know that would be the easy one for me. But yeah, Man, that's a shocker for you. I mean, I was shocked by that. I was like, oh, the crap that happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, I I think saw, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's more of the price. I think than anything. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've I've been very conditioned in my life to like not expect people to like want to come to San Francisco or come to the Bay Area for one reason or another. Why is that? I don't it, it just seems like the the Bay Area only it's only recently in the last like five years or so where it feels like marquee players want to come to the Bay Area to like play. Well, Chris, you gotta be good for somebody to want to come to you. That's part of it. Yeah. So <laughs> that is part of it. Like it's really only in the last like ten years where you can feel like, huh, the teams that are here are actually good. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Nobody's running to go to the Browns. Yeah, no, no one's ready. No, last well, they traded for some people last year. Let's, let's see how that you see how trades. that well worked Chris, out. Those, those are trades, those are different. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. No, I after Jordan Love, <laughs> I, I didn't care about nothing else, man. It was just and then the running back, it was just the whole draft for us. Yeah, no, I, I guess yeah. It was, it was yeah I don't I don't under, I don't understand the running back. You they the you guys literally have like the court you know, the touchdown leader from last year and you know right. Aaron Jones is talent out the wazoo like you know i don't understand why um they don't run him more like you know jamal i had i mean selfishly i had him in fantasy i knew, so this, I, I knew this is where this was going yes yeah, so, so, <laughs> i mean so the quarterback the, the the touchdowns were great but it's the fact that he didn't he, he had this huge burst in the middle of the season and then at the tail end it was just like give him yeah. the ball I mean, it more inc- it was inconsistent like he'd, yeah he'd get like three or four touchdowns in the a game and then he'll be absent or he'll disappear the next game because we didn't use him. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. Yeah. It was it was it was weird because he only had what a thousand and like fifty eight yards. Yeah. Total for a running back, that's not that's not that great. You know, right. Sixteen and touchdowns is. Yeah, exactly. But, and you and that's the thing. Like you would think that if he has if they trust him enough to give him sixteen enough, you know, touches for sixteen touchdowns, he's shown some explosiveness, he showed some ability to catch the ball, he showed you know, he showed an all around package. So I don't understand why he doesn't get the ball more. And then to yeah, now and then to bring in another running back with the idea that he's gonna spell Aaron Jones some like spell him from what? That's what I'm saying. Hey, unless they're trying to get rid of uh Jamal Williamson. So Yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it is, but you know, I mean I, know I, I, Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, unless they saw what happened with the Niners and they're going to be like, yeah, let's build ourselves a three or four headed monster running back. But yeah, I mean, but that, but they don't pay nobody either. So but that's, wow. but that's the league. I mean, you got to really think how many real marquee running backs do we have anymore? Like, there's no real stable franchise running back. Derrick Henry? <laughs> Derrick Henry? Yeah, but I mean, even Derrick, like, I mean, I don't know who's number two, so that's one. So I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's Deion Lewis. Okay, yeah, see, but but there is but one, but I mean you could say Derrick Henry or King Henry, respect him. Um, but outside of that, nobody else is like Caffrey? number one anymore. Kamara. Kamara, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but even for a minute he wasn't because he was behind uh Mark. But Hayden. not last year. I mean, but not like compared to uh I mean not last year, but not compared to like years past, like when uh I think well, Adrian Peterson was probably like the last. Yeah, yeah Adrian Peterson. Yeah, because if you think about McCaffrey, if you think about Kamara, but they're receivers as well. Right. So not like marquee, marquee running back, running back. Mm-hmm. We're such in a, a pass happy offense um, now that the running back has to be able to catch. Are you bringing that that running back that can catch? Right. Um, I know somebody said like in the last. It's been the last couple of years. Uh, the team with the league leading rusher doesn't like win Super Bowls. Like that's not a stat that leads to the Super Bowl anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's it's really understanding that. And I mean, it's really again this all the offense. I mean, we're in three and four wise like never before. I mean, I remember growing up, offense was I formation, two tight end, two wide receivers <laughs> on the outside. Right like, now. You know, it's, what's it's what's his face getting? What's his face getting? For, Sean Alexander getting forty touches a game. Yeah. So I mean, so we, we gearing toy. I mean, gearing towards more smash mouth. That's what our coach said. Like he wants to uh, to be more run oriented, like he was, because he's from t- uh, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. he's bringing that t- to the Packers. So that's why mm-hmm. they said that was another reason why he picked Dylan, because he he's a big back that mm-hmm. could uh, bruise people. But we'll see, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean didn't that make sense? The whole. Uh... 
Jordan Love thing because then, I mean, if you really think about getting Aaron Rodgers out of there, I mean, Jordan Love is a kind of uh, Tannehill kind of thing. Like, because mm. yeah. if you're going to go with that method, like, you're, you're not going to have like a super marquee like quarterback, but it's just crazy. Um, I just hate when coaches do that kind of stuff when they're like, oh, you fit our scheme or you don't fit our scheme. But it's like, if you've got a talent, you got to use that talent. Right. Exactly. That's. Man, I don't even want to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Everybody see that clip? Our uh, front office. Mm-hmm. Crazy. He came on the podcast to talk about sports. So, I mean, you got to. But, like, man, you know what I get a little emotional. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, Doug had Doug had to wait like two weeks to to do his Super Bowl recap with me because literally I would walk into his office and be like, I can't talk about this right now. I, I can't. I, I can't. Man, <laughs> Run the damn ball. There we go. <laughs> Got the damn in there. Just tell yeah. us tell us how you feel, Josh. Let, let it off your chest. Hey, I'm just gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> ain't nothing really to say because it's like, yeah. yo, like y'all really picked a. Because one game uh, from the Super Bowl mm-hmm. that we meet the Niners again, we didn't improve nowhere, offense or defense. Like, the receiver we got, he's he's like a third string on any team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Defensive-wise, no, nah, we're not beating the Niners. I don't, like I said, I don't think we're better than the Vikings right now. So, it's just like, man. I mean, I see where they said that they're trying to be more geared towards running mm-hmm. and – they want to have a quarterback like, say, Aaron Rodgers get hurt. Like, Jordan Love ain't going to do nothing for us right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, nobody we got helped us for next year. Mm. Not, not the running back, not these offensive linemen. And people was telling me that, uh, oh, he got weapons. He got three offensive linemen. So I ain't never considered an <laughs> offensive lineman a weapon. <laughs> but, oh, Green Bay fans trying to convince themselves that those are weapons. So I was like, all right. And then we got a, a receiver from the XFL. I was like, come on, man. Like, y'all just straight disrespecting Rodgers, man. Like, he's not even my favorite player, though. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't even like him personally, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. what he right. Right, but, but no, but but I mean, he's. I mean, it's been well documented at this point that Rogers has, you know, like a big ego, and or yeah. not even like a big ego, but he's just got. Even if you don't call it ego, you want to call it like. You know what I'm saying? He's just a dick, yeah, period, yeah, you know I mean? exactly. And so the thing is, like, if he's not happy, I mean, he could very easily, he's whether sensitive. he intends to or not, yeah, like just shut down or torpedo your season and being petty. That's he. he you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rogers well, is bad. He could be, he could get bad, man. Well, yeah, I don't you, think he gonna. I don't think he gonna ruin his legacy. You know what I'm saying he's gonna try to go ball out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if you do so much with the weapons he got. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it like in the sense, and I don't know all the details. I mean, I know there's been riffs and stuff that came out about him and his brother. Um, so you've seen and heard about that. And then, I mean, the interesting thing, and Josh, I sent you this that article about Brett Favre saying that he sees Aaron Rodgers eventually playing somewhere else, and. As much flack as we give Brett Favre for not like, you know, handing the torch off and everything to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but that also means, in a sense, Brett Favre knows a little bit about his makeup. Mm-hmm. And Brett Favre is not a dumb person. So he he would be in a good position to really say, like, oh, I could see this uh, happening and everything from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brett Favre, my favorite player of all time. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take, I'll take what he said. I consider everything he say, and he know he a quarterback, like you said. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know a little bit. This happened to him. Yeah, he, he might have the uh, little four one one from Rogers. We're just trying to get it out there because yeah. Rogers is really gonna say it. Yeah. Now, if I had to guess, and I I can't put him on a team. I'm just I'm just saying in a sense how I think his his makeup is as a person. I could also feel Aaron Rodgers going to a team that plays the Niners twice a year. Because oh, yeah. he because he is so spiteful that they still didn't no. pick it. <laughs> no. Exactly. Yeah. Like I could see him calling like McVay and be like, look, you 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 can't do nothing with that other cow like guy. You need a real cow guy. Like, <laughs> like, like let me come down there and and I'll and I'll close it for you. Mm-hmm. Real, they call them real Green Bay fans. It was like if I say anything negative towards Green Bay, I'm not a real fan. You know, oh, mm-hmm. you got them like the sports groups, like the like all Green Bay groups. Patrick, those are the worst groups to me. Just like the all team <laughs> team groups, like all yeah, 
like you know what I'm saying, Eagles group, all Niners group, they say those are like the worst. Well, because you, you you need fan you need, bases. It's horrible. Yeah, you mm-hmm. need a perspective. Every fan base can be all vitriol, no matter what it is. And mm-hmm. that's why I love doing this episode because I don't like I was telling Chris, I could get in here and be with some like Eagle fans, but that that then we're just going in a circle. We're just going exactly. in a circle, but to have different perspectives is huge. And that's why I love meeting teams and more so football, because I love football. Football is my number one, two, and three favorite sport. You you asking how is that possible? Just know that it is. <laughs> um, but like when I meet, I've meet, I meet Dolphin fans out here, I have a conversation with them. Like one of my uncles is a Bills fan. Another uncle is a Steelers fan. Another uncle is a Cowboy fan. Um, so being able to have all these different experiences that people enjoy makes it a more enriching thing than like we're just all on the same boat that's why i changed eventually from the niners to the eagles because everybody was the same and it gives me somewhere to aspire to go to and eventually see a home game um because when everything's the same around you it's 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 like having the same meal every day like that would not be fun like literally like every day like you have a burger every day i don't care how much different seasoning and cheese and everything you put in there it's still a burger at the end of the day yeah like i work at the jail and all they get is a sandwich every day you know what i mean <laughs> a lunch a breakfast bar every day for breakfast and then some hot dogs for uh for dinner every day hot dogs mm-hmm. and beans and a salad and mm. i guess they, they call it a cake but it's just bread <laughs> <laughs> Like you said, it's like the same thing every day. Like, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's whack. So, I mean, so, I mean, I appreciate that. And, like, you know, just having that diversified um, oneness. So, getting closing out in the sense of talking about the draft, we got a couple more topics to talk about. The funniest thing, one of the funniest things that came out of the draft to me is the, the NFL talking about, oh, this this virtual format was so great and all this stuff it has the, the best uh, views and everything of the draft. And I sat there, I was like, everybody's home. You, you don't get to showboat <laughs> about you having your highest rated NFL draft ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's home. That, right, that, and, and people are starred for sports, so. That, that's, that's like somebody saying, I'm the, the best dad ever, but you're only, because you've only seen in your house. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, like you haven't done anything outside of that. Are you like, but I'm, I'm the, the best dad ever, though. You know what I mean? I am the best dad. You, you can take that. <laughs> Yeah. You can take that. I go with a different analogy. It's like being saying you're the best driver, but no, but it's just like it, I don't even know. The analogy ain't even come to me right now. But it's so crazy when I heard that. And yes, yeah. I get the I guess I get the, yeah, I get the thing of like, oh, like we want to maybe do this more so like the people, the GMs and stuff can be around their families. I totally get that. Love mm-hmm. that concept. But you can't boast about having the highest rated anything in the moment of quarantine where when we're all here watching it. That's like the that's like ESPN talk about. Oh, the Jordan documentary is the highest rated. Everybody's home. There's no. Sport. That's why they. That's why they moved it up. Yeah, yeah. they're they're trying to capitalize on that. So then they no, they're I, going to get those ratings. No, I get all of that. No, I'm not for it. But don't boast about it like right. it's, like you really did something. Right. People don't have out their way to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people don't have other options right now. Mm-hmm. People have watched Especially all of sport. Netflix. Yes. No. So it's like, so if we go back to the burger analogy, because analogy just came to me, if somebody in your house, your spouse or whatever, makes you a burger and they're like, oh, this is the best burger. It's like, I don't, I don't go anywhere else. So, I mean, this is the the best burger. Mm -hmm. So so it's like, don't boast, NFL, don't boast about having the highest rated draft ever and mismarketing it. Everybody's home. The Jordan mm-hmm. documentary, everybody's home. Like, whoop-de-doo. If people had their options to be outside and life was, in a sense, back normal, these numbers wouldn't be this high. Yeah. Yeah. Num- numbers wouldn't be this high. So that that's right. my little me on my soapbox. I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm going to hit them on the podcast with that because that's just stupid. <laughs> like, that just sounds dumb. So um, switching, coming out of the draft and everything. Um, Please, thank Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know if this is going to be a good thing for you. Free agency. Um, <laughs> worse. That's worse. <clears throat> well, look, I, I'll start. I'll start in free agency, and I, I'll tell you how I helped you, how we, our, the Eagles helped y'all. We took Darius Slay away from your division. So yeah, yeah. That, that's a help. You, you, mm-hmm. you like, that, that was an addition by subtraction for y'all. 
But um, we got Darius Slay. I was super excited about that. I mean, I know there's been – it's crazy when you see – I mean, not uh, none of us being, like, anywhere near close to, like, having inside information or anything. But like you said, Breach Report and ESPN. It's crazy to see when you hear about rumors about a team liking somebody mm-hmm. for, like, a couple of seasons and then it finally happens. Because there was rumors about Darius Slay coming to the Eagles for, like, the last two years easily. And it just never happened. And then this offseason, it super happened. So I was super excited about that. Uh, we got Javon Hargrave from the Steelers. So I'm super excited about that. Another interior lineman. Like, I love, I'm as a former defensive tackle, I love when you get defensive linemen. We got Fletcher Cox. And one of the things people are forgetting is we got Malik Jackson coming back. He played one game last year. So, like, the rotation on the D-line is about to be bananas again. So I'm super excited about that. Um Nelson Aguilar is gone, and I just want to clear up one thing because so many people <laughs> Nelson Aguilar got so much shade. Like, <laughs> the, like the man in Philly talking about we out here catching babies unlike Aguilar, and then everybody just talking about all the drops in Aguilar. And yes, I got frustrated with Aguilar and everything, but again, Josh, like what you were talking about, the vitriol of like what fans can be. Nelson Aguilar did a lot of good stuff for us. Like mm-hmm. a lot of players dropped off. Like Deshaun went down, Nelson Aguilar went down, then Alshon was there. I mean, not Alshon, but Nelson Aguilar was there. And Nelson Aguilar was there with a rookie and then practice squad folks. And so he's made amazing plays. I wish him nothing but the best in in Vegas and everything. Um, And then anything else like out of it? One of the things I am excited about and it happened after the draft that we did was um, we re-signed Corey uh, Clement for one more year, the running back that we had our Super Bowl year who was a rookie and I really honestly felt like he should have got MVP over Nick Foles, but I mean, they always want to give it to the quarterback. And the one thing about Corey Clement is I really, Corey Clement was, I watched him. He was at, uh, I forget either Wisconsin or Nebraska. I always get those two mixed up, but I think it was Wisconsin. And I saw him there and I wanted him on the Eagles so bad. Like <laughs> I've never wanted a player on the Eagles so bad. And then they actually get him. Um, so that was super dope. And so, but like the amazing season that he had, but he's been injured the last couple of years, but they re-signed him to another uh, one-year deal and everything. So I'm super excited about that. I'm sad in the sense of Malcolm Jenkins leaving, but I'm happy for him that he went back to New Orleans um, and, and just going back. So he's bouncing back and forth and um, definitely will miss him like in our secondary, but because uh, I'm like, man, if we could have Darius Slay and Malcolm Jenkins, <laughs> oh. Um, but uh, but that's been our offseason for the most part. Uh Chris, let's go. You can, you can go next. All right. Well, I, I talked about it a little bit at first, but no, Niners free agency and a lot of that was just about, you know, keeping the band back together. Um, I mean, the biggest free agent move that wasn't a resigning was unfortunately the DeForest Buckner trade to the yeah. Colts that got us that the 13th pick that was then traded down to the 14th pick, which then turned into uh, Javon Kinlaw. So, um Yeah. I mean that. I mean that is what. I mean it is what it is. I mean it was. That was what was expected. It was going to be a lot of keeping the band back together. I mean I'm sad that we couldn't uh, keep Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that I get it. Like you know, it was it was a move to try to push our wide receiving group over the top and to impart some, you know, veteran leadership onto that very young wide receiver group. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it sounded like Sanders had a good time here, and you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, he's with the he's at the he's with the Saints now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saints. Yeah, so, so he'll I mean, he'll he'll get a lot of open. Oh, spots he'll he'll, with, he'll uh, be he'll Michael be good Thomas. there. Yeah, he'll he'll and he can work that underneath stuff, and um, you know, do what Emmanuel Sanders does best at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it was a lot of keeping the band back together. You know, I'm glad they signed Armstead. Um, I hope they're working on that. They're, they said they're working on that George Kittle extension. So that might be coming down the pipe before the season starts too. So, yeah. and, and I'll just touch on that because some of you listen to my, our, my mid-season, um, mid-season NFL recap and um, I call it George Greg. Um, <laughs> so that, that definitely was there. And my, my, <laughs> my, my, Greg. I mean, I really thought his name was Greg because, like, look at the George. There was so much t- hype on Mr. Kittle, um, like coming into the season. I was like, he hasn't shown anything. He had that great year, but they had no receivers. They had nobody to throw to. So, like, yeah, he had thirteen hundred yards. And me and my brother, my oldest brother Levon, shout out to you. 
he told me after he listened to the podcast, he's like, look, you got to put more respect on my boy name. I was like, I was like, I hear all of that, but I was like, he, he, he like, he in the top three. To me, it goes Zach Ertz, uh, Kelsey, and then uh, Little. Um, Kittle. Kittle. <laughs> that, that, that was not purposely thrown shade, but Kittle. It's too much like Little. I mean, everybody else name flows with something. But, um, but yeah, I, I'll just shout out to him. Uh, continue to produce. I mean, he's still young, so continue mm-hmm. to produce. But uh, go ahead, Josh. Uh, Offseason in uh, Green Bay. <laughs> man, much non-existent, man. Funches. He didn't make our team better. So, I mean, and then we got a uh, curtsy linebacker from, uh, I think, the Browns. Okay. Yeah. Um, heard he was injured last year, too. So, but they said if he could stay stay um, healthy. I don't know if he's going to be better than Blake Martinez, though, but we'll see. Cause, I mean, that's basically it, man. I don't do y'all still got Blake? Is he still there? Nah, he went to the Giants. Ah, I didn't mm. know that. Oh, so he, I mean, That's like, you leave for the Giants. Yeah, he, must, so. he must have got a good payday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We wasn't paying them. That's what we don't pay nobody. <laughs> so that's why I think another, if, uh, um, what's his name? A running back Jones have another good year. Mm-hmm. They, they draft his replacement, too. It's, mm-hmm. it's the frozen tundra for real. <laughs> that bank account's a little frozen, frozen too. Yeah, the funds is frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> frozen funds. So, um, and they so we're gonna we're gonna look at the season next. And so don't worry about like quarantine and all this. Like, let's just look at the season. Like, hopefully it happens on time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're planning for modifications as well. They're planning for both. You have to do both. Um, but what are you looking at as far as the season? Um, what are you excited about? Or just what are your feelings towards the season? And anybody can start. Go ahead. Uh, Josh, let's go. Um, I just want to see how Aaron Rodgers respond. You know how, mm-hmm. like you said, King Petty, he's going to try to <laughs> ball out and prove that he still got, mm-hmm. got some left. Like we all do. He just ain't the same as he used to be. But, yeah, I'm ready to see how he responds. And just the second year under this uh, head coach we got, mm-hmm. he wanted to try to gear towards more running the, running the ball and stuff like that. And, and I'm just – I'm excited to see – just to mm-hmm. see some football. I might yeah. just watch other you know, other teams play because <laughs> Green Bay, man. No uh, NFL pass for me, man. <laughs> they um, on TV, they on TV. Yeah, no, I, I would say looking at the season – I am so not buying the hype, the Tampa Bay hype. Like, I am so over it. I'm so over Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm so over the Gronk move. I'm just like, man, y'all y'all let this dude move around. Like, well, not move around, but you just let him do anything that he wants. Like, Gronk just now magically is like, oh, I'm, I'm unretired now. Like, I'm, I'm okay and I'm good. But as it's been the history of the league, Nobody wins the Super Bowl in the offseason. It, it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. I mean, and I know all too well with Vince Young and calling us the dream team and just all the players that we signed that year and everything, and that went nowhere fast. So, and I think, honestly, I think Tom Brady's over the hill. I mean, I know in the sense like Max Kellerman has been calling him off the hill, but I, Tom, Tom Brady has never wowed me. And my take on Tom Brady is, Tom Brady isn't the greatest quarterback ever. He's just the most winningest quarterback ever. Mm. Like, there's so many quarterbacks I would take before him in the sense of being a quarterback. Mm. Um, he was in a great system. Um, we'll see how much that that totes um, to his legacy and everything as well. Because imagine if he goes there and just bombs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they they say that the Arians, Bruce Arians offense can take up to a season to figure out. It's why Jameis – um, Jameis, you know, is immensely talented, didn't really start to put it together until the second half of the season, mm-hmm. because that's when he started to kind of figure it out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Tampa Bay will be interesting, I think, especially with, um, just because we know, historically, Tom Brady's always trusted his, you know, his guys, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Godwin and Evans aren't his guys, obviously. And 
you know, before Gronk, it would have been interesting to see like how, you know, how quickly he gels with these people, with the, with the rest of the players and figuring out like who his guys are exactly. But then now Gronk is rolling through and now it's going to be like, you know, Chris Evans and yeah, I mean, Chris Evans, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans got to be looking at Gronk rolling in like, well, shit, there goes our receptions right there. Oh, but I mean, but even OJ Howard, I mean, OJ Howard's right there. And it's like, that's, yeah. That's he has to look at it like, oh right. my god. Like, well, OJ Howard didn't do much last season, anyways. Uh, true, but I mean, I mean, the systems and the thing is, Brady going there, you're not an autopilot anymore. And yeah, that mm-hmm. might be a good thing for him to like not have to be an autopilot. He's like same routine and same system and everything. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just don't see it like at all. Um, I just don't. Um, Chris, what are what are your your views looking towards the season? Well, personally, I mean, you know, you have to see if the Niners get that Super Bowl hangover, which, you know, befalls a lot of teams. But, um, I mean, you know, it's all laid out there. I don't – I mean, I haven't really looked at the moves that anybody else has made. I know the Cardinals are going to come up, you know, in a are, are looking like they're going to come up in a big, big way next year. So, the Cardinals are going to be, a, you know, a fun team or a rough team to get through the – the Seahawks are always going to be the Seahawks. They, you know, that that matchup is always marquee, and that matchup has always been, you know, a fun one. As long and as long as Russell Wilson is still there, that's always going to be a good team and someone that will always be, a, you know, a matchup against the Niners that everyone will want to see. And you know, the the Rams aren't going anywhere either. I mean, the Rams were two years removed from going to the Super Bowl themselves, and it's not like they don't have talent. So, I mean, it'll be, I mean, the NFC West is going to be a rough division. Um, you know, so I'll have to see how that all kind of plays out. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the 17 game schedule is going to be an interesting to watch. You kind of talked about that a little bit, Doug, but just seeing how that's going to affect, you know, decisions on who, pl- who starts, who plays, will people get rested? Um you know, needing more, you know, needing more depth on your, in your roster, because yeah, you're going to start seeing players get deactivated and rested and um, just, you know, you know, for, you know, load management to borrow a term from the NBA, um, as opposed to, you know, players having to play every single game because they want to keep them better rested and don't want their body to have to play all 17 games. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes um, how teams, play like our team's going to yeah how, like when will they rest certain players are they going to punt a certain week or is there going to be a circled team on anybody's schedule that goes you know this is the one we're playing you know the browns or we're playing the you know i can't even think of like which team is pretty much guaranteed you know we're playing washington or something like that and definitely washington yeah so someone someone's going to look at that and or look, look at miami and going up oh, no that's that's the week we're going to take off well, see, and it's going to be super interesting, especially with there only being one bye now. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to push people all the way to that 17 game, possibly. Like, mm-hmm. you may not be able to run away with the division and yeah. just be like, okay, we cool. Um, Chris, I would say, don't don't worry about the Rams. Like, I'm, don't, don't worry about <laughs> I know what, how you, what you feel about the Rams, but I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm... I, I, I respect two people on that team, Aaron mm-hmm. Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Outside of that, you can have it. Um, And the Cardinals are going to be a very interesting team. DeAndre Hopkins um, being there with Larry Fitzgerald is like, who you you can't double anybody. Right. Um, And then the linebacker that they got out of Clemson, Isaiah Simmons, is going to be a beast because he's literally played. And I think even at Clemson, he played linebacker, safety, and slot corner. Mm. Um, He's just that talented. Um, So he's going to be definitely – a talent to watch and one of the things I'm, I'm hoping for um, once the season does get rolling and everything again is um, seeing where Cam goes and I really hope he goes to the Patriots um, but then part of me doesn't just because of what I've heard of Boston culture mm-hmm. um, so that could be a very interesting dynamic um, unless somehow uh, Cam Newton gets up to Green Bay <laughs> and just really <laughs> I'll take it but they was talking about that if he uh, if he's willing to suck it up and sit a year, he could uh, go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. And after well, he may not even have to sit a year because Roethlisberger is always injured. Um, right. And when my yeah. uncle listened to this, uh, yes, Cheeseburger is often injured. So, <laughs> um, so yes, it's definitely going to be a wild season. I'm definitely looking forward to it all, like like you all are. And um, 
You know, I mean, I just love football. I was telling Chris uh, like a, about a month ago, man, if we don't get the NFL, like you, people have to check on me. Like, you literally <laughs> gonna have to like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be bad. But um, mm-hmm. really, really, really appreciate you all coming on to the, the podcast today, sharing your thoughts and your uh, what you think about all this. Uh, Josh, hopefully it gets better for you. Hopefully, like, out of somewhere, they, they pull a rabbit out of their hat that they didn't even know that was there. Right. Uh, Chris, you and your Niners, um, I'll just say, I don't see anything coming. Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dump, 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 dump. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the Niners. I mean, mm-hmm. and especially yeah. with, and Josh, you you can attest to this uh, with me. It's so much fun being in the Bay Area. That the Niners not being your team, and then just all the stuff that they go through. It, it's a, it's a especially after they smoke that. So, I mean, I was on cloud nine coming to work that next day after the Super Bowl, man. and there was a I whole was, bunch I was of, loving it, man. I yeah. was like, I was like, oh. Oh, that cloud! That cloud hanging over everybody, and Doug walking through like this mug, like whatever. I'm just like, don't talk to me right now. I, I had this one coworker. Me and her were going back and forth like all season. Like I don't know where she she was. She always been a Niner fan, but she never talked to me about Niner fan stuff until this year. And so I remember there was days during the playoffs when she was like, and the games were close. Like, um, and she was like, she was like, oh, I was thinking like if I if I if the Niners didn't win, I wasn't gonna come because she was like, I didn't want to see you. So, like, because I am there for all of that energy for these Bay Area teams that basically I'm not huge fans of, um, especially the smugness of, like, what exactly. Niner fans can be. But, I mean, I got – I know people who are Niner fans, but we're good. But it's always – it's just I don't so like fun. the Niners because of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the majority. I don't like them because of the fans, man. So, because you know my phone, my phone was blowing up when they beat us. You oh. know what I mean? Like you remember, you know Adam Barrera, his yeah, he was mm-hmm. blowing me up. You know what I mean? But as soon as they lose, I mean, their famous line is, "At least we beat the Packers." But hey, I don't care. Y'all, y'all got smoked in the uh, fourth quarter of the playoffs. I mean, at the Super Bowl, more. See, so. and and like I tell people, like I tell Cowboy fans, like I tell Niner fans, like I tell my uncle, who's the main Steelers fan, I know, them trophies don't mean nothing in twenty twenty. Like, you can tote all them trophies. You got five. You got six. That means nothing in 2020 because that ain't helping your coach win right now. And I can talk smack because we just won one. So I have <laughs> the recent history of, of having a championship. So I can talk super smack right now. But them, them trophies that you got in your case at home or in the facilities, that don't do nothing for you right now. Like, you see, they keep talking about that uh, speech that uh, Sean Payton had, and he came in with the bag of money and the Super Bowl trophy. They did, that didn't get him to the Super Bowl. Like, it didn't, like, them touching and seeing the Super Bowl didn't get him back to the Super Bowl. So, um, yes, I'm here for, in the sense of sports and football mainly, I'm here for all the trolling of Niner fans and Cowboy fans. Um, because you already did, know how I go. Yeah, I go hard. You, like, I mean, me and Josh could literally be just like, just back to back, like in a movie, just shooting at all the cowboy and Niner fans, like just <laughs> Desperado style, just because that, that's just how I be. Chris is like the exception. Chris doesn't get too smug and everything. So like, he's cool. And like my brother and my nephew are fine. But there's some out there of y'all. I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, some sensitive ones, you know what I mean? Like they be, they be yeah. hot. And so then they disappear. I know who they, you know, yeah, exactly. Doing all that talking, and then as soon as they lose, they gum. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, oh, and I love yeah. it though. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to take the heat too. When we yeah. lose, I get killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's much trash as I talk. But hey, y'all lose, hey, be prepared. Oh, man. That's Super Bowl. That, I was like, when I saw, when I knew uh, my boy Patty was coming back, I was like, oh, and then the way um, Jimmy G, I don't even think you should be able to have a nickname. Even if it is just your name, like your name. Yeah. That's like, Jimmy G is for it's still Jimmy hey, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of one of the big name nicknames that, and I'm a big advocate of this, should be taken away. Matt Ryan's Matty Ice should be taken away. He should yes, not be able to have that me. nickname anymore. <laughs> right. That nickname is done, Gonzo. You should not be able to have a nickname that invades being cold in pressure situations when you let it go when you were up 28. 
<laughs> you, you, you he, just, nothing, he ain't did nothing since nothing the quarter, since. Uh, left. Nothing. Mm. And have have had the got, big, got the yeah top three receiver in the league, and you can't you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing. Matt Matt. I should do another segment on like nicknames that people shouldn't have, but Matt Ryan is definitely one. Like I as of May third, I am calling for Matt Ryan's nickname, Matty Ice, to be removed from the record books. <laughs> I am, offic- I am officially called, and I got a second in Josh. So we're removing that from. So people in Atlanta, and I don't think people in Atlanta like really love Matt Ryan like that because I've heard. I think it was Quavo Offset. One of the Migos were saying he wanted Cam Newton to come to the Falcons. <laughs> so, and I think Atlanta would appreciate. Uh, Cam coming to the Falcons, but I know they. Yeah, that'd be a good fit. The organization ain't gonna do it. I already know that, and that would be hilarious. Two quarterbacks in the division go to the division still, mm-hmm. um, like Jameis Winston. But so uh, before we get out of here, um, I added this new segment that I'm uh, throwing on to my, my podcast at the end of everything. It's called uh, "What You Digging On." As uh, the Digging Doug podcast, we're always, you know, digging and you know, just going in and trying to figure out what we're talking about and what's the amazing, fun thing of the, the day, the time, what you're digging on. So, Chris, what are you digging on right now in your life? Um, so I play way too much Animal Crossing right now. <laughs> I, 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 can I mean, that's that. real, I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, it, it's really funny because, like, Animal Crossing wasn't the game I was supposed to get into. I ordered, uh, I got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order right around the same time as Animal Crossing came in, and I've just been playing Animal Crossing this whole time. So you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's therapeutic. I mean, it really is basically just therapy at this point because it's, it's you know, it's just so much more relaxing. You just run around, you catch fish, you catch bugs, you redesign your house, you collect stuff. I mean, that's. It's just, you know, it's a good way to, it's an easy way to pass the time and like the game passes in real time also. So you literally watch the day change too. So like the sun will set, you know, the night will set in and do all that. So it's, you know, it's a good way to pass the time. And, you know, it's there's just a lot of little things you can do. So, um, you know, so it's just one of those things where like, it's, 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 it's one of those games where it's nice because you can make it what you want. So you can make it as like, deep or as intricate as you want or you can make it as simple as you want that's what makes it kind of an easy game to get into i mean we'll see where we are you know in a month you know if things kind of lift afterwards like do i still want to play something like this but since we're you know in shelter in place and all of this you know stuff is happening it's a good it's a very good escapism kind of thing very nice josh what you digging on you know i'll piggyback off because everybody you know what i'm saying know my new addition to the family but Hey, with this shelter in place and can't go nowhere. And I had the PlayStation for the longest, for the longest and never really played, but now that PlayStation is coming in handy. You know what I mean? <laughs> playing these games and playing, being online, talking to people, that's, that's the outlet, you know what I mean? Like I could, I could get online and it'd be friends that I ain't talked to them in forever. And they online and you get to talk to them, it's just like an outlet. It might be simple then playing I got uh the last game I, I got was Resident Evil. I used to be a big Resident Evil fan so now I'm into the instead of just sports. You know, mm-hmm. I'm into the, the little shooting games and stuff like that. Hey that's the big outlet so I'm just thankful that I kept my PlayStation. You know, mm-hmm. even though it might sound small but yeah that's the big outlet for me right now. A lot of that, I've been getting into games a little bit more with other people. And like you said, like the RPGs and stuff is what I'm trying to get into more. But what I'm digging on right now is trying to get creative. I literally in my phone have put uh, like an hour block of time every day to just do creative stuff. And uh, for me, I used to want to be a graphic designer and got, was into art and everything. So I was getting back into drawing and all of that stuff. And even doing stuff like this, doing my podcast and everything, just getting in that real creative space. Um, because I've been telling people, and I've said it probably on an episode before in the podcast, coming out of this quarantine, I don't, the thing I don't want to be able to say is like, I watched, I watched a bunch of shows. Like, that's not the thing I'm trying to knock off of my checklist. So it's really trying to get back in a creative mode. Um, I wish like Michael's and stuff was open because I would go and buy some paint and do get into painting. Mm-hmm. Um, unless somebody hears this, I want to donate me some paint, like holler at me. But uh, really just trying to get back in that creative mode and even just reading. I've been doing a lot of comic book reading. Um, Amazon, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, um, their Kindle Unlimited, like they got it for two months free right now. And so I've been reading a bunch of comic books and that's been good as well. So 
I've just been in a super creative space with all of that. And so, um, fellas, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, Josh, your first time. Chris, I'm not even counting anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but talk about, we talk about everything. But definitely not your last time, Josh. So, you know, definitely have you back on again. And um, just appreciate yeah, all yeah, appreciate all you that are listening. Uh, continue to check out the podcast, share with your friends, family. Um, we're in this climate right now. We're just trying to have fun and just be creative and all of that stuff. Uh, make sure you reach out. Uh, check out the outro. That'll be after this and everything that I throw on there. Um, how to contact uh, me and uh, let's just keep digging y'all peace out all right man appreciate it yeah this has been another episode of dig undug i really hope you got something out of this and if you did go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below i want to hear from you also you can reach me on instagram at dig undug or email me at dig undug at gmail.com share this with your family friends co-workers and your squad i look forward to your comments and with that keep digging y'all peace out